after a week of complaints about the Saints offense and Pete Carmichael and who should get fired, what should happen, the Saints come out and beat the living crap out of the Patriots 34-0 to improve to 3-2. and two. Let's talk about that impressive win right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast, a victory edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. I'm your host here, Chris Wazvoglu, and as always, we're brought to you by Scott Vicknair. Injury lawyers have been injured in any kind of accident, car, truck, 18-wheeler, or hurt offshore. Scott Vicknair handles it all. You give him a call at 504-500-1111 for a free consultation. They'll always fight for the win. The Saints fought awfully hard for a win today against the Patriots, and it was probably the most impressive showing, maybe the most impressive showing they'll have all season. And that doesn't mean the rest of the season will go bad. It's just hard to be better than 34 nothing. There's so many people to talk about today and so many kind of shout-outs and credit to be tossed around this building. But I'm going to start off with the first guy, and that's Pete Carmichael. I spent all of last week, and I think a lot of you guys did too, just bashing on Pete Carmichael. And I don't think one game solves everything, and I don't think one game fixes everything, right? You need to build consistency in today's NFL. And I don't think one game is enough to say, okay, the Saints have turned the corner offensively. But what I can say is Pete Carmichael clearly heard the criticism, clearly heard all the complaints. uh, And I think, you know, people like Nick Underhill did a really good job of highlighting it, the lack of motion, the lack of play action, uh, the lack of using the middle of the field. And what did they come out today? They came out and they looked like a team running an offense in the modern day NFL. A lot of motion early at the start, making sure you got Alvin incorporated in the offense, got a lot of early touches for Michael Thomas. Hell, the shuffle pass touchdown to Foster Moreau. That's a play I see the Chiefs run every single week, and every single week it seems to work. To see the Saints go with that type of play, a play that looks like 2020-style football, that is great to see, and that tells me that Pete is capable of making those changes. Now he's got to make sure he does it on a consistent basis. But the fact that he did listen, he did make those adjustments, it's an encouraging sign. Now you want to see it next week against Houston, no doubt about it. And you want to see if the Saints can go out there and actually start putting together impressive wins and impressive offensive showings because one game isn't enough. But I would be an absolute jackass if I came out here today and didn't give Pete Carmichael's credit. Because if I could come out and rip him when he doesn't do well last week, I got to come out here and I got to give him his props today. I thought Pete was great. And if there's anyone really complaining about, oh, they got conservative in the second half, they were up 24 nothing, and the way their defense was playing, I understand it. They were trying to run out the clock and do whatever they can to make sure they go home with a victory, and they did just that. And they still had some chances late in the game. I thought, you know, Chris Olave should have came down with a touchdown pass from Derek Carr. He didn't. That was one of the few negatives of today's game. So, yeah, overall, really, really, really good week for New Orleans, but an even better week for Pete Carmichael. And at the minimum, he bought himself probably three weeks of job security for now. And if they continue to stack it, obviously we'll stop talking about this, but I want to really give Pete his credit because it's very hard in today's NFL to just switch things on a dime like that. And he did that. So shout out to Pete Carmichael. Can you keep it going though? Uh, That's what I want to see. I want to see them continue it, but make no mistake about it. Cause I saw some people come at me on Twitter today going, Oh, Chris, you were very critical of the saints and, and now you're happy. Isn't that what being a fan about? Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, maybe there's a little added element because I'm doing stuff like this. So you're trying to balance the line of being objective with being subjective. But I'm a Saints fan at the end of the day. So I may not be happy with the way the offense has produced this season. But when they come out and they do it today like they did and they win 34-0, 
you bet your ass I'm going to be at the front of the line cheering, supporting, and giving credit to guys that deserve it. So shout out to P. Carmichael. Uh, he was excellent today. And how about the defense? How about this Saints defense? They shined very bright today. 156 total yards given up. Three turnovers forced. They were sensational. They had Mac Jones looking terrible. He got benched again. And, and all of last week, I heard, well, the Patriots lost 38-3 to to the Cowboys. It's the worst loss of Bill Belichick's Patriots career. They'll bounce back. They have to bounce back. And in some degree, you're like, okay, that makes sense. For you to come out, though, and win 34-0 and shut out this offense again after they had an abysmal performance against the Cowboys, and you know they're probably doing everything in their power to make sure they don't have a repeat, and they actually look worse, that was sensational. Tyron Matthews setting the tone with that pick six. I thought Pete Werner looked great. I was happy Pete got his interception because Pete's always close. So to see him get that interception, get in the mix finally is nice. Rookie safety Jordan Howden, what the hell was that performance? I thought he was really, really impressive today. He forced that interception that Pete Werner got. He knocked the ball loose with a hard hit in, in that collision. So I thought Jordan Howden was impressive. So I really liked that. Carl Granderson, phenomenal. When I go to rewatch this game, that's going to be one of the guys I'm looking at. Carl Granderson dominating his one-on-one -on -one matchups. He was so, so good. Came Jordan looked fast off the ball today. Tano Passigno made some plays today. DeMario lit Ramondre Stevenson up so bad on fourth down. I tweeted he lit him up like a Christmas tree. It was one of the best hits you'll see all this season. So defense was outstanding, like I said, to give up only 150 total yards, to force three turnovers, to have a pick six of your own that really set the tone. And it felt like New England started having doubt creep into their mind after that play. Man, was this defense good. So, so good. Got to give them a shout out. Now, before I get to whatever you guys have to say, I want to talk about Alvin Kamara real quick. Because Alvin Kamara this past week, he was the one to step up to the podium, be the leader, and say this shit's unacceptable with what the offense is doing. It's unacceptable. They're not doing uh, what they're capable of doing in terms of the talent level. They're not running the football enough. He said, run the football more in the red zone. Saints say, okay, let's do it. And not only does Alvin Kamara break the record and get his 73rd touchdown, I thought he looked really fresh today, even in the receiving game, only had three opportunities, but the contact balance that we're used to seeing from Alvin, where he makes a guy miss and he makes something out of nothing, that was on full display today. And I love when a guy like Alvin Kamara can go out and say, man, we got to be better. Get me the ball more. We got to do this. We got to do that. And then to see it come to fruition, it's a really welcoming sight. And that's why guys like Alvin, you want to see them almost be a saint for life because they mean a lot to this franchise. And that's back-to-back -back years now that Alvin has called out this team and they have responded the very next game with just an inspired performance. And like I said before, you're going to want to see consistency. You're going to want to see them be a little bit better with how they run things. Like, for example, I'm praising Alvin. I don't really want them to run Alvin up the middle 22 times. I would like them to be a little bit more creative in the run game. But I thought Alvin set the tone today. He absolutely did. And he set the tone Days leading up to it by calling them out, saying what we got to be better at, what we got to do. And when you step up to the plate and you walk the walk after talking the talk, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to give you a shout out. So I thought Alvin did a great job of being a leader on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then on Sunday being a great playmaker. So I love that from Alvin. And I, I really think that for this team, th this is a performance you can build on. And it's a type of performance that you got to start looking in the mirror and go, you know what? We're not the flashiest of teams, but can we be this type of team? A team that can play really good defense, which we know they're capable of doing, and playing efficient offense that is complementary style. Was Derek Carr excellent today? No. Was Derek Carr efficient today, though? Absolutely. Took care of the football. 
yes, there's some mix-ups there. I would like to see him get on the same page with Chris Olave. I thought there were some plays there where Olave actually struggled today. He would be the one guy that I didn't think had a great performance offensively despite the touchdown. I think there are levels that this offense can get to. But for now, be ahead of the chains. Make sure you're not in third and long situations. Avoid silly penalties. And they can play complimentary football. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Uh, again, got to clean up certain things. I don't like that wide receivers are running the same routes. I don't like that Alvin's being used like Derrick Henry sometimes. But look, man, 34-0 is 34-0. It's hard to win in this league. And I was definitely pleased with what I saw from the Saints. So let me get into any comments that you guys have today. And that's how we're going to kind of let it go. I'm going to let you guys kind of guide the ship. Whatever you guys want to talk about, let's talk about it. Alex says, best all-around team game of the season by far. Joe asks, was that the real Saints? You know, time's going to answer the story. I don't think this is, this version of the Saints is super sustainable in terms of 34 nothing. but I tweeted this, and I do feel it wholeheartedly. This is the type of team I think the Saints can be in terms of playing really good defense and letting the offense build after and making sure that you're playing ahead of the ball. You're playing the field position game. You're taking advantage when you have short fields. There's no reason why the Saints can't do this consistently. Now they have to show it. And until they show that, there's always going to be that sense of doubt, that sense of skepticism. But I think that the Saints can absolutely be a team where is it possible to win 24-17, 24-14, things of that nature. I think so. It's all about manufacturing points, and I think they did a good job of that today. Alex says, really pleased with Howden, Kendra, and all the rookies today getting better every week. Shout out to Blake Groupie, by the way. Blake Groupie comes out and hits two different 50-plus yard field goals. I thought he was really impressive today, so shout out to him. Joe says Pete called a little better game. He definitely did. You know, the, the, the pitch play, the motion, just being able to look like an actual offense in the year 2023, such a welcoming sight. Because the last couple of weeks, and I've said it, they looked outdated. Today, they didn't look outdated. Did they look great? Maybe not. I don't think they looked necessarily great. But they looked like an offense that knows what they're doing for once. So shout out to the, to the Saints and shout out to Pete Carmichael for doing that. Cooler Beat says scored more than 20. Kamara got a touchdown. Michael Thomas is still reliable and healthy. Defense taking the ball away. We are so back. <laughs> it reminds me of that like meme I've seen of like the urge to say we're so back after like saying it's over like two seconds ago. That's kind of what the Saints are right now. And again, I don't, I don't know if they'll be able to follow this up with a dominant performance against Houston because I think Houston's a way better team than New England. But there's some people that kind of said, well, you're supposed to beat New England. And this is okay, but. They still got to do it, and when they do it, it's great to see. Now, I don't know if they're so back yet, but this was uh, this was definitely a welcome sign. John says Lou Headley seemed a lot more reliable. Also, I'm, I'm pretty done with Paulson Adebo. He was fine today, but he gets a DPI every game. Uh, yeah, Lou Headley was definitely better today. Seven punts for 307 yards inside the 20 three separate times. So, yeah, Headley was definitely better. As for the Adebo thing, I, I actually don't see it that way. I think the secondary is better with Paulson Adebo. And I know Adebo makes about one boneheaded play a game. I understand that. But the Saints secondary is going to play better when Paulson Adebo's in there. The talent level, the ability to play physical. Does it cost him sometimes? Absolutely. But I think he does give them their best secondary when he's in there. Now, I love that we've seen when he's out, Isaac Yedem can come in and he could play great. But I think that Adebo is, is where they get their best secondary play from when you have him in there with Lattimore. All World Trucker says, Pete just bought himself some time. But he better bring his A game next against a good Houston team. Yeah, Houston's a good team. I know they just lost to the Falcons on a game-winning field goal. But that D'Amico Ryans-led team is very efficient. They're a really well-sound defense. And you also got a quarterback in C.J. Stroud who's playing better than any other rookie this year. So 
yeah, they're going to have their work cut out for them next week. And you want to see if Pete and the Saints can just bring it again. And if you can, awesome. That's a welcoming sight. If not, we'll see. HCATS123 says, Saints play well and my local CBS station says, no, nah, let's switch to Raven Steelers mid-fourth quarter. Thanks, CBS. Yeah, I saw that for a lot of people. Uh, I didn't have that concern, obviously, with Sunday ticket, but it's definitely one of those situations where the Saints were playing so well and the Patriots playing so poorly that I get it. You cut to Raven Steelers because that game was one possession. It just stinks because I know a lot of, obviously, Saints fans would want to see them just finish it out from uh, from start to end. Totally get it. Alex says, Carl Granderson might be underpaid due to wreaks havoc on every possession. Yeah, he was outstanding today. Carl Granderson finished in this game. You know, three tackles, uh, a sack, really set the tone. The pick six that happened, it was Carl Granderson with the pressure. He was great. Bayou Boys 504 says, good win. D got it started today. They did. Like I said, Tyron Matthews set the tone. That pick six early in the game started to put that doubt into New England. You get up 7-0 when your offense started pretty slow. And honestly, a lot of people tweeted it, but it's crazy that it came out to be true. So many people were like, okay, that pick six might be enough. That might be the game right there. Saints being up 7-0 against his Patriots offensive Mac Jones. That might be enough to, to seal the deal. And it's one thing to say it, and it's another for it actually to be the truth. And the fact that it was is just wild to me. Uh, but obviously, shout out to the Saints defense for setting the tone early like they did. Margaret says, better game for the Saints, but still too many penalties. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Penalties obviously is a problem. 12 for 86 today is unacceptable. You got to hope that that does get you know addressed because even though you won 34 nothing, there's obviously things that you can fix. And that is the, the main one there, a lot of penalties. I would throw in, though, that 15 of the 86 penalty yardage was off an unnecessary roughness call on Marshawn Lattimore that I just didn't understand. I don't know why the NFL keeps trying to make DBs have any control over how the guy in front of them is going to land. They don't know where their body's going to go. They got a job to do, and you end up with a bad penalty like that. So I get it. Penalties are concerned. I do think, though, that when you win 34-0, you're going to look for where I can improve. And that's going to be the glaring spot. And hopefully that means against Houston, they're not as sloppy. Uh, it wasn't perfect, but Saints offense was better. Take No doubt about it. No doubt about it, they were better. Alex says, didn't have a ton of receptions, but some big catches from Mike T for first down. Still one of the toughest receivers in the league. He is still an outstanding possession receiver. And Mike sets the tone in the passing game. I feel like when the Saints have that gotta have it first down, it goes to Mike. It just feels like it goes to Mike. And I think we're getting close to that game where he has over 100 and he just looks outstanding because I think he could still do it. And the fact that you're through the first five games and Mike looks fresh and he looks engaged and he looks healthy, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I agree, he definitely does set the tone. Jerry G says, I feel good. You should feel good, man. Saints winning 34 nothing. If we felt like shit last week when they scored nine points, you should feel just as good as you felt crappy last week about putting up a performance like the Saints did today. That, this should be a celebratory thing. You know, I know a lot of fans, all of us, we kind of think, right, it's like Super Bowl or bust, and, you know, it's all about winning. And I get that. The name of the game is to win. But when you're going through an NFL season, there's no guarantee your team's going to be a Super Bowl contender, and there's no guarantee that your team's going to get to where you want them to go. You got to enjoy weeks like this. They don't come around that often. And when you get a kick a team's ass like the Patriots, fuck yeah, man, 34 nothing. you should feel good. You should celebrate that. Trav504 says, I'm glad we got the win, but they got to keep it going. Can't get one win and two or lo- two. Uh, I guess two or so losses like last season. Yeah, I agree. I think that was a big problem with the Saints last year. They'd win, and you'd say, great, can you sustain it? And the immediate answer would always be no. They would all lose, always lose a couple of games in a row. 
Can you go beat Houston? And then all of a sudden you're four and two going into a primetime game against the Jaguars. That would look like a sneaky fun game. We'll see. We'll see if the Saints can do it. But you got to go out there and you got to play well against the Texans next week. That's for sure. Joe says complete game. Margaret says Houston next week. Let's hope this team shows up. Alex says impressed with the O-line today, minus the penalties, of course. Huge to have Ruiz back in the mix. Yeah, Ruiz, Ruiz having him back in the mix. Great. I thought Ruiz's energy and body language was very positive today, too. Constantly kind of hyping up Derek Carr, hyping up his teammates, making sure they're in check. Uh, I definitely appreciate seeing stuff like that. Margaret says, hope Thomas is okay. He took a shot in the middle of the field. Yeah, that's what I like to call a hospital ball from Derek Carr. Great catch from Michael Thomas. Kept the drive going. Took more time off the clock, so you love to see that. Don't love to see him get popped like that. Obviously, I'm encouraged that he that he withstood the hit and he kept it moving. But yeah, I don't. I, that's that's a hospital ball from Derek Carr. Hopefully, you don't see too many of those. Layden says, "Chris, have I died and gone to heaven today? The Saints played exceptional. Was worried about the offense in the beginning. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I was kind of having those moments too, where I was waiting for the Saints' offense to just sputter and it'd be like a 14 nothing win or like a 10 nothing win, but." 34 points is still 34 points. And I know that the defense helped them out a lot, right? With the three turnovers, putting up seven of their own. But there were still 27 other points that the offense manufactured, whether it was via really good field position, via turnover, whatever it may be, they still put up the points. And that's something they were struggling to do. So even if we take out the turnover, the Saints scored more points today than they have all season. And that is a good sight to see. Because like I said, if you're going to be a complimentary football team, you got to make sure that you're scoring off turnovers. Hell, Mendoza says, good win for the team, but bro, what a crazy slate of games it was for this week. It was wild, man. First off, we kicked it off with an absolute banger this morning with Bill's Jaguars in terms of excitement. And while the Saints game's going on, you got the Falcons game all over the place. Ravens-Steelers is all over the place. You got uh, Giants-Dolphins was pretty much a wash, but this was a really, really exciting slate so far to start the day. And I I think, again, not surprised, NFL is king. But looking around the league, uh, Colts-Titans was a close one, I believe. So. It was a really fun 1 p.m. slate, and the Saints were actually the snooze fest, which is nice to see because when you get to be the snooze fest game, but it's because you're just blowing the hell out of another team, I'd sign up for that every single day. New Daylight Presents says we need at least least five wins like this back-to-back for me to consider a good reference. Um, I understand. Look, I am all for people saying you need consistency. You need to see the Saints follow it up. Totally get that. But they're not going to follow it up like this, though. Like, 34 nothing is hard to do. It's hard for any team to do in the NFL. It's hard. It's hard to blow a team out. It's hard to shut a team out also in the same time because teams score points all the time. For me, what I want to see is the Saints come out, score over 20 points, and be a competitive team that can beat Houston next week. That's what I want to see. I don't need to see 34 nothing again. I don't need to see 30 to 10. I don't need to see anything. If you go into Houston, which is going to be a hard place to go play, and you win, 24 to 20, 23 to 20, I would sign up for that because you're showing me progress and you're showing me that you could put together back-to-back wins. That's the way I see it. I totally get it if people want to see better than that, but I'm just trying to not, I'm trying to temper expectations, not lower the bar, but you know, I I can't say because they scored 34 nothing, they're going to go shut another team out or they're going to drop 30 plus next week. Give me a 20 plus point type of win where you also beat a good team. Alex says, congrats to AK on the, re- on the record. Such a special player and shows up week in and week out. No excuses. He absolutely does. Amen to that. Uh, what we got here. 
Who uh, that Heedle says exactly. People complaining about Pete today are unserious. Enjoy the win. Smile a little. I agree. If you can't enjoy this win, then just admit the season's going to be miserable for you. And the only thing that's going to give you any sense of happiness is them getting rid of the coaching staff. And if that is you, that's fine. I'm not knocking you for doing that, but just understand like you can be frustrated when the coaching staff fucks up and be happy when they actually make adjustments, which is the site that I'm taking, the approach that I'm taking is yeah. When Dennis Allen stinks, when Pete Carmichael stinks, I'm going to come up here. I'm going to bang the drum and say, man, you got to do your fucking job. And when they do their job, I'm going to be pumped up because that means the Saints are winning, which means I'm going to be happy, which means you guys are going to be happy, which means we can have meaningful football as the seasons go along. Because last year, Halloween hit and the season was over. And I fucking hated that. So, yes, I'm happy about this win. And like, like he just said, smile a little bit, man. The Saints won 34 nothing. Put a smile on the face. Tanya says, Pete has have to bring it again. Don't start like we did second half. You have to keep your foot on the gas. Conservative play will get us beat against the right team. It will. Totally agree against that. I do think, though, today was the one exception where I'm not going to get on their case for conservative play call in the second half because the Patriots' offense is broken. We think the Saints' offense is broken. That offense is broken. They have three points in the last two games of football. Three points in the last eight quarters of football. That offense is broken. Mac Jones is broken. Bill Belichick is broken. I understand why they went conservative today. I agree with you against the right team. You're going to get got, but not against the Patriots. Zeke says, want to see the offense do the same thing next week before fully believing that Pete got his shit figured out. I agree. And honestly, I'm going to say this, and I don't know if it's true or not. The fan base, if they continue to kind of apply that pressure in the sense that, hey, got to keep it up. Pete can't just, you know, take two weeks off now because he had one good coaching performance. I think that's what helps. I don't think it's coincidence that Saints fans were up in arms. The media started asking really, really tough questions against Pete, and all of a sudden, he comes out, and he looks great today. You need to apply pressure sometimes. You can't be complacent in the NFL, because it almost felt like Pete was walking around, and he had tenure, and he didn't have to worry about shit. But shit's not always sweet. And when you're not doing your job, your security's not there. So credit to the Saints fan base, and if they continue to kind of put that pressure on, I think that's going to help in terms of making sure Pete's not taking any plays off. Space African Jesus says, shout out to Mac Jones for being the best quarterback for the Saints today. Dude, Mac was horrendous. He's played the Saints twice now. He's got five interceptions in those two games. Ed says, pass first came to play. Absolutely did. Space African Jesus added, didn't love the amount of penalties in a closer game or against a stronger opponent. That would have came back to bite them in the butt. I agree. I agree for sure. I almost like, though, that they have something that they could go back and look at and say, man, we got to clean that up. Because when you have a blowout win, and you feel like you did everything perfect, it's very hard as the week comes up to find out what you can improve on. And the Saints now, there's no doubts. You know what you got to fix? So fix the penalties. Ed says, Kamara ran with conviction like he had a bone to pick with. He did. He did. He, he ran really freaking hard today. I knew it was going to be a different type of game from him. They ran it with him, I believe, on like third and eight, and he got the eight yards for first early in the game. And I'm like, okay, he is running with purpose today. Houdat Heedle said, Saints draft class for the past two years looking pretty damn good. Absolutely. Olave, Penning, Alante, Taylor, Rashid Shahid last year. This year, Brian Berzee, Jordan Howden, Kendra Miller, uh, Blake Rupi. Those are four that have already contributed. We expect A.T. Perry at some point to get his opportunity, and Isaiah Foskey will eventually get his opportunity for sure. So I agree. Saints uh, rookie class the last two years, big improvement. That's how you make up for classes like Marcus Davenport and I believe the 2021 as well. Carl Dunn says, worst home loss in New England history. Congratulations to Carnival. For, uh, I guess you meant Carmichael for calling a great game. Let's keep let's keep going forward. Absolutely. For sure. And, and that's about it now. Can you turn the page and build off what you did? 
Don't need to be perfect. Don't need to be 34 nothing. Give me 24 next week. 24 with good defense will win you a lot of games in this league. Hudat Riva said, want to see more switch hitting or on running game and more creativity with usage on Miller and AK. Switch and taste them on the edges. Stop pounding the middle. Our line isn't plowing uh, through. Yeah, I agree. I think the offensive game planning in terms of the run attack was kind of elementary, was kind of basic and vanilla. For today, it works. It's totally fine. But I think against other teams, yeah, got to be a little bit more creative. Got to be able to get to the edge and make sure you're letting guys like Kendra Miller, guys like Alvin, who are very shifty, do their thing. Space African Jesus added, still didn't love a lot of the play calling process, even if the results were there. Not a fan of using Camaro like he's Derek Henry, just for one example. But, 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 but progress, I can't speak right now. I agree with you. I'm glad you brought that up. And I want to make that very clear, guys. Like I said, you should have a smile on your face. You should be very happy. If you want to put in some you know, complaints about what you think can be better or what you thought should have been better, I totally agree. That's fine. It's, it's about having a little bit of a balance. Got a super chat here from Carl Marky Marks. Thank you so much for the support, man. I greatly appreciate it coming through every week like you always do. Uh, love seeing Pete finally attack the middle of the field, use play action and get the run game going. Still don't believe in Pete or DA. But this was great. Who that? I agree. Amen to that. Like, this win does not change my opinion of the grand scheme for this team of what they can be with DA and P. Carmichael because I think that they're limited with these two coaches. But for one game, they did their job extremely well. They dominated a Bill Belichick coach team. And offensively, if people are going to say, well, you played the Patriots, the Patriots stink. I get that. But the Patriots defense has been good this year. They have been good this year. They were the one of the few teams that actually stifled the Dolphins' pass attack. So for you to go out there and you put up, take away the pick six, 27 points against a Bill Belichick defense, it's still impressive. And like you said, attacking the middle of the field, whether it was with Michael Thomas, uh, whether it was with a, a guy uh, like Foster Moreau in the red zone, which I really like that they did that on the shuffle pass. I thought the Saints did a really good job today of being aggressive. Motion was huge too. When you're using motion, you're getting a little bit easier of a read for your offense and for your quarterback. And I think you saw Derek was a little bit more comfortable because of that. So I agree wholeheartedly with everything you just said there. Absolutely. And appreciate, of course, the support uh, in the chat as well. Uh, Hudat says, uh, yes, stop pretending AK is a bruiser. Joe says AK was a bowling ball with wheels. I agree. Fred says, O-line is night and day better than the first few games. We'll win a lot of games. They keep playing like this. I agree. Car still holding the ball. Yeah, there was two plays in particular where I'm like, dude, just throw it away. Like, why take a hit? You have a banged-up shoulder, and there's no penalty to throw in the ball away. The down, yeah, you lose it. But the yardage isn't going to get worse. You're not going to get a turnover. And I think if you could start to do that, things will change a little bit. There was one play he had about four or five seconds to throw, and then he took like a sack, and he knocked them back eight yards. Like, just throw it away, please. Ed says Marcus May is going to mess around. Marcus May is going to mess around and lost his job. I don't know if he lost his job. But Jordan Howden earned snaps. That's what I would say. Uh, and maybe Howden should start over him. I'm not saying he shouldn't. But there's no doubt in my mind now, Marcus May is going to come back from suspension, the three-game suspension's up, and he's not going to have as prominent of a role as he did when he left the field. Because Jordan Howden came in, and he earned it. And I think the Saints really, really like Jordan Howden. So maybe, maybe Marcus May doesn't start. But what I can tell you is Jordan Howden's played so well that I was so worried about the Saints secondary at safety because I'm like, they don't really have a young option. May's older, Tyron Matthews older, but I really like what I'm seeing from Jordan Howden. And I, and I love that comment, by the way. Carl Dunn says, worst loss in Patriots history. Nice play calling by Pete Carmichael. Good stepping into the now instead of the past. Still need to see more. Amen to that. I totally agree. Ed says, Olave needed to hold on. He could have had two touchdowns. He's, he's got to hold on. 
I know some people are like, man, maybe Carr makes a better throw. He's trying to lead him. He has the ball. The one knock on Olave, and it continues to be his Achilles heel, is a catch in traffic or hitting the ground. He doesn't like contact, doesn't like those hard hits, but he's got to come down with that. Like, that is a kill shot that a Sean Payton team would take, where it's like, we're up 34-0, we don't give a shit. We're going for seven more. And the play's there to be won. It's there to be had. Chris Olave just got to finish the deal. Jack says, as a Saints fan, you have to appreciate and enjoy this win for all that we have suffered. I, I got to agree with that. I appreciate that. Troy says, we've seen a screen pass today. Wow. Saw a screen pass, saw a shuffle pass, saw a couple of deep passes. Granted, didn't really work, but you still saw it. Saints got creative today, and they looked like a team playing football in the 2020s. Jack says, huge shout out to Saints defense. Energy was there and three turnovers. Yeah, DeMario Davis was just bringing the energy on the field and off the field. You just love the vibes that you're seeing. Zachary says, I'm excited to see Jamal and AK in that backfield together. Take some weight off AK's shoulders. For sure. And now you got Kendrick Miller going, though. So I think the Saints can become a ground and pound team if they want to. Got to be a little bit more creative with the run game, though. You can't just run it up the middle every time. But they're going to have options. When Jamal's back, you're going to have three legitimate running backs. You can be a little bit more creative with AK because you feel like you can use Kendra and Jamal to take a little bit of the, I don't want to say beating, but a little bit more of those thumps inside. And let's see, maybe AK on a wheel route, AK on an angle route, AK on an option route. Give us something where AK's out in space and he can make a linebacker look silly. Jack says, Headley played decent, no lie, today for once. I agree. He adds, Tyron Matthews' pick six was the spark the team needed. That was a game-changing play. I agree. Definitely felt like the game just turned on its head and it never went back for New England. It went backwards, not forward. Space African Jesus says, remember the Saints shutout to the Raiders last year and there was nothing that sustained after that? Gotta see more. But being 3-2 and two ain't bad, even though we should be at least 4-1, to be honest. Yeah, I'll give them the loss to the Bucs. They were... Freaking horrendous against the Bucs. But this should be a 4-1 football team right now. And a 4-1 team that doesn't look great per se, which you can see as a positive. You could say, all right, you're not playing your best football. Or you could see it as, what the hell are we doing here? We're winning off town alone. But either way, I agree. I like that you brought up the Raiders game because that's a really good point. Saints last year dominated the Raiders and they never built off of that after. Just, just continue to get worse. Let's see how they build off of this win against the Patriots if they build off of it. Hey, Mendoza says, I'd like to see more Michael Thomas on those long downs, plus more usage of getting our running backs in open space in the pass game. I agree. I agree for sure. I'd like to see more MT, but I'm not worried about that. I think he'll get his, his targets. Running backs, though. Let's get creative with the running backs. You got a really nice running back room. Let's start to let them show their skill sets. Jerry, C, Jerry G says, I'm having a great day. Love to hear that, Jerry. Jack says, Saints face the Texans in the preseason this year. So that familiar, familiar, blah, 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 I can't speak today. Saints have me. All tongue-tied. So that familiarity with facing Stroud already exists, luckily. Yeah, I mean, look, preseason's a little bit more vanilla with play calling, so I don't know how much it's going to help, but the Saints did see the Texans, so you know some personnel things. You get a little bit of a feel for D'Amico. You know what scheme D'Amico Ryan's is going to run defensively because the Saints played the Niners last year. Now they got shut out. Part of that's D'Amico's scheme's excellent. Part of that is the personnel for the 49ers. Defense is excellent. So that's obviously a concern, but Texans don't have nearly as much talent this defense, as opposed to 49ers defense last year. But there's familiarity, no doubt. Space African Jesus says, I will say it's hard to judge the offense because they were so far ahead the entire game, so the efficiency is going to dip in the second half. But I don't love the prevent offense they did in the third. I usually hate it. I, I just know that the Patriots are so bad offensively right now that the Saints are like, man, we can just run this clock out. And I get that. And I think the Saints are not a team that can fuck around with the game. Like, they got to just take the W if it's there. But I don't know. 
I'm on one hand, yeah, you want to see more shots, but I like that they took a shot with Olave towards the end. Olave just dropped it. And on the other hand, I'm like, okay, I like that they didn't mess around and get too cute. And you know, Carr takes a hit he doesn't need to take on his shoulder or something like that. Like Carr should leave this game feeling pretty healthy. He really didn't get hit much today. Amen Report says a healthy car is a good car. Fact or fiction? Bailey Zappi starts week six for the Patriots. I'm gonna say fact on that. Uh, I, I think that when you get benched back to back weeks, no matter what, no matter whose fault it is, because it's not all Mac Jones's fault. It's not. Bailey Zappi came in. The offense, guess what? It looked like shit when Mac Jones was in. It looked like Ma- it looked like shit when Mac Jones left. I almost said it looked like Mac Jones, which I guess looks like shit too. So it, it looks shitty regardless of who was in. But I, I'm gonna go fact. I'm gonna say Zappi starts. But thankfully, it's not our problem. It's it's Bill Belichick's problem. Lou Dad Heedle says Lou Headley look actually looked good. I agree. Shout out to Lou Headley for doing his thing today. Space African Jesus says this game was even further proof Carr should have sat out against the Bucs. If nothing else, he could have healed more for the long term. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I love, though, that he had a, a pretty safe week in terms of hits this Sunday. Next week, keep him clean. Then you have a Thursday game, which is tough because that's short period. But if you can get through the next two games healthy, he's going to have that long stretch after the Thursday night game to heal that shoulder a little bit. All World Truckers, All World Trucker says, I liked when Kevin Harlan calls our games. He's a legend. He's a legend. I agree. I, I love Kevin Harlan. He's one of the OGs. Tobias Gray says Saints will be in good shape if they can stack another two wins in a row. I think Bucks lose to some tough teams after the bye week. Falcons will eventually fall off because they don't have a good quarterback. I agree on the Falcons thing. I I, I mixed it up. I thought the Bucks were gonna be the team that kind of slides. Maybe the Falcons are the team to watch, but I watched the Falcons say I know they won, but like they are so hampered by bad offense, and I, I don't know if they can sustain that. Hell Mendoza with the super chat. Thank you for the support, my man. Says, side note, it's crazy how the Pats have fallen off. It is. We can get into this real quick. Has there been a legacy shifting thing more than like how the Pats have looked post-Brady and how Brady looked post-Pats? Because Brady goes to Tampa Bay, unfortunately for us, wins a Super Bowl with the Bucs in his first year. And even though the Bucs were terrible last year, and I know they made the playoffs, but it was by default because the NFC South was just bad, Brady still looked good for the majority of his time in Tampa Bay. New England now looks broken. They're losing games by blowout fashion. Their only win this year was against the Zach Wilson-led Jets, and even then, they won 15-10. to 10. And they are the, one of the few teams in today's NFL that doesn't value the wide receiver, wide receiver position. And today's a different NFL. Wide receivers are more important now than ever. And when you go out there and you just throw together Juju Smith-Schuster, Kendrick Bourne, and Devontae Parker, and expect that group to get separation to make big plays, you're grossly mistaken. That's not going to win games in today's NFL. They were lucky that back then with Brady and that system, Amendola and Edelman and Dion Branch and Wes Welker, these guys that were so good to that scheme could be dominant. And then, of course, you had your guys like Gronkowski who were just fucking legends. But now they're trying to play an old-style football without the greatest of all time at quarterback, and the results are ugly. And I think after this year, and I don't think this is a hot take at this point, I don't think Bill Belichick will be back. I think this is his last year coaching the Patriots, and it's time for them to move on. They had a really, really amazing run for two decades. The freaking guys won six Super Bowls, which is ridiculous to think about. But when it's up, it's up. And the NFL lets you know when you're no longer needed. And Bill Belichick is no longer needed, as crazy as that may sound, but it's the truth. Houdat Heedle says the rookie special teamers look great today. I agree. Headley was good. Blake Groupie obviously did his thing. I mean, Groupie goes out and talk about looking efficient, man. Two of two with both from 50 plus. Pretty damn good. Fred says hospital balls are Carl's special uh, car specialty. Uh, yeah, it's actually the guy who perfects the hospital ball is Jimmy G. He throws about one a quarter, 
But yeah, Carr threw a hospital ball in that Michael Thomas one. I do not want to see that too often. Who that Heedle says, Alvin just shouted out Pete. I love that. You know, like calling out one week, he does his job this week, and then you give him the shout out. I, I, I fuck with that a lot. Again, man, Alvin, Alvin is such a good leader. And I I really do, I really do appreciate a guy like Alvin in there for what he does. Because you know you're gonna get his best on Sunday, and you know you're gonna get his accountability. Monday through Saturday, and I, I really do love that. Baba Yaga says, love the team chemistry and effort. Like I said before, we need to start looking for long-term answers at QB. Eventually, I agree, but right now, Saints are in the contract that they're in, but if the opportunity ever presents themselves, they should look. Fred says, as long as Dennis Allen has the ninth all-time lowest winning percentage as head coach, it's going to be hard to get excited after beating a shitty team. I would actually look at it the other way, like, holy shit, they actually beat the crap out of a team with Dennis Allen as their coach? Like, that's the way I would look at it. But respect to you, like, that's how you want to look at it. I can't knock you. Margaret says, I was having PTSD of the Green Bay game. They still had another half to play, but they didn't blow this one. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. If Carr doesn't get injured, they do beat the Packers. Not defending them for that choke job. That was an embarrassing choke job. But if Carr was in, they would have beat the Packers. Space African Jesus says, I agree, Chris. This is a boring game in the absolute best way. It's nice to sit back and watch other teams and games battling it out while your team is cruising to an easy W. That's what I like. We've seen enough Saints games that go down to the wire that give us a heart attack. I'm good on that. I, I could take games like this from time to time. Fred says, must suck to be a Patriots fan watching on TV and have to hear over and over how shitty the Saints offense has been. Yeah, hearing the Saints offense is shitty and then you see your team give up 34, that's got to be a pretty like demoralizing thing, no doubt about it. Hal Mendoza says, the one complaint I have regarding the offense is when we call that max protect with three of our wide receivers running and we still get sacked. Like, give Carr an underneath route or something. I agree, and again, I'm going to go back and rewatch. I'm very curious to see how it looks on the All-22 film. But more outlets, the better. I think Carr took his checkdowns a little bit more today than he has in the previous times, which I definitely appreciate. But they got to make sure that they do a better job of leaving those outlets. And Carr's got to make sure he takes those outlets when they're here, when they're there. Uh, Bobby Yaga says, literally thought we were having a Green Bay type of day again. Also, the conservative play calling loses games. It does, no doubt about it. I think today, though, was the exception because I think the Patriots are just really bad. That, that's the way I see it. I totally get why you guys hate it. And I hate conservative play style too. And I always say when you play a prevent style, the only thing it does is prevent you from winning. But today was an exception because the Patriots were just bad. Houdat Heedle says, big problem in Green Bay game was not being able to run the ball. We did that effectively today. I agree. And by the way, the Saints ran the ball like 38 times or something. Like something nuts uh, in this game. They, they were efficient with that. They stuck to the run. Definitely liked it. Patriots need to bring in Carson Wentz for a workout this week. I, honestly, that's not the worst situation in the world. Uh, I think it's probably too late now. You're five games in. I don't know if he would fix their offense, but that's not the worst suggestion. You now Mendoza says, I love our guys on defense like Howden and Brzee. Plus, I didn't hear Penning's name, uh, number all game. Penning is getting so much better. I promise you guys. I thought his tape last week was really good. Very excited to see how he looks on tape this week, and we'll see. Did he get better? Did he take a little bit of a step back? Either way, the week one woes are gone because week one was horrific. Now he's playing good football. Ed says, time for a change with Belichick. I agree, man. Zeke says, defense is going to be tested next week. CJ Stroud looking great. Something's got to give. You got a Saints defense that's forcing a lot of turnovers and takeaways, and then you got CJ Stroud who doesn't have a pick yet. Something's got to give. Does Stroud throw his first NFL interception next week? I'm going to say yes, but we'll see what happens. Bobby Yaga says, only faith I'm hanging my hat on is that Stroud, a rookie, uh, hasn't seen every defensive scheme yet to be thrown at him. I agree. I think that's pretty fair to bank on. Troy says, crazy Patriots stat. Mac Jones has thrown more interceptions at home his career than Tom Brady threw his whole career in New England. I think they meant home pick sixes, 
I'll have to go back and check. I think it's home pick sixes, which is still a crazy stat, by the way. In three years of Mac Jones has thrown more home pick sixes than Tom Brady or about the same. I don't remember what it was. That is nuts. Shows how great Tom Brady was and shows how much life after your great quarterback, uh, how tough life after having a great quarterback is. We know, obviously, in the post-Breeze era. Helmendoza says, honestly, I think we beat the Texans convincingly because outside of Stroud, they're kind of underwhelming. Well, they lack, uh, you know, no disrespect to Tank Dell and Nico Collins. I think they lack a guy that has that, like, immediate game-changing play, like a Tyreek Hill or a Stephon Diggs or Devontae At. Like, they're still not there yet. I think Nico Collins and Tank Dell have done really well this year, but they lack that part. Uh, Damian Pierce is a hard runner, but he's not the shiftiest of runners. And I think the Saints can bring kind of that, that downhill attack and DeMario's hitting and Pete's hitting. They'll be fine there. It's about the offense doing their job and not losing the field position game and not having sloppy turnovers. Easy says, Howden is amazing. I agree. Playoffs are bust for DA. I <laughs> I couldn't agree more, man. Anything less than playoffs, got to get him out of there. And I've said that before, so today's a good step in the right direction for DA. Bayou Boys 504 says, getting AK involved early and often gave the offense some rhythm. Shocker. They went to AK, they went to MT, and they got good results. Space African Jesus says, good on Groupie for making a 54 and 53-yarder. That's how you start to bounce back after missing the 46-yarder against Green Bay. Confidence is so important for a kicker, especially for a rookie. It is. That's a big morale boost. And I love that. I said it today. His confidence should be through the roof now because now you know, hey, he can hit those deep ones. And by the way, he's hitting them in New England where, yeah, the weather wasn't horrible, but the weather was a little bit windy. It's not like you're going in a dome where you don't have to worry about the elements. So I agree. Definitely a morale boost for him. Easy says, still a lot to improve on, but it's step in the right direction. No injuries too. That's a big part. Good, good job catching that. When you win and you don't have to worry about anyone getting banged up, that's the best type of win in this league. Jacob says, last week I asked you if I should go to the game today. Let me tell you the section I was sitting hated me. <laughs> well, I'm glad you went, by the way, because I said maybe you shouldn't after the way they were playing. But I- I'm glad uh, I'm glad that you went. And I'm, I hope you had a great time. You know, I don't care if the section hated you. That's their fault that their team sucks. But I, I hope you had a good time. Joe says, I wish you had a play-by-play live stream, Chris. I mean, we could experiment with that. If there's interest in that, definitely like a live type of thing while the Saints are playing. I don't know if I would do live by- while the Saints are playing and then an hour post-game after. I'd probably have to mix it up. This way I don't completely lose my voice. But if there's interest, I'm definitely a game for it. Uh, Henya says, how would you grade the O-line? I thought the O-line was pretty good. I mean, Carr, in terms of sacks, got sacked twice. One of them was blown up. The other one held the ball too long. So I don't know. Probably in a, I want to rewatch it to give a full grade. But early thoughts, maybe like a B, B plus. thought they were pretty solid. Old World Trucker says, hope Car- uh, Kevin Harlan calls our game against again when we play the Bears. Yeah, I would take more Kevin Harlan games, no doubt about it. Space African Jesus says, Belichick is going to be happy once again once he's the coach of the Chargers after they finally pull the plug, pun intended, on Brandon Staley. Man, I kind of hope they don't go from Staley to Belichick. Go get an offensive guy uh, for Justin Herbert. I love Justin Herbert. I love to see him with an offensive mind. Who knows uh, if that happens? But anyway, guys, I'll get back to your comments in just a sec. Before we do that, I want to get a quick word from one of our sponsors. DraftKings Sportsbook. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball's back and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. You'll start the season with an instant dub. Basketball's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code BOOT. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code BOOT. The crown is yours. 
Once again, thank you to DraftKings for being part of the program. And get back into any other comments you guys have, and then we'll wrap it up here on this Sunday. Like I said, 34 nothing. I feel good. It's very nice to win comfortably in this league the way the Saints did. Get into what Lou has to say. Hopefully, moving forward, we can run the offense through the running game, play action, getting both wide receiver tight ends involved. I would like to see what this offense can start looking like if they can play kind of like they did today and Jawan Johnson comes back from his injury because I think Jawan can open up the middle of the field a little bit more. And you can also get a little creative, whether it's a tight end screen or things of that nature. And I do think uh, that, you know, a, a, a Jawan element to this offense, you'd be a little bit more explosive. I also think you keep defense a little bit honest because Jawan has become a more, uh, I would say, a more balanced tight end. He's more respectable blocker now than he's ever been. So hopefully when he comes back, it adds another element. Alexis says, I don't want to see two wide receivers in the same spot again. Neither do I, but unfortunately, I think it's going to keep happening. It's something that the Saints have to fix. Now, is it a, a route scheme problem, or are these guys not running their routes the right way? Are they maybe rounding off their routes or kind of freelancing it? And that's what I want to see. That's what I'm curious about. Margaret says, kind of wild. The Saints are better away than at home. Kind of makes sense, to be honest. They're now a defensive team. When they're an offensive team and you kind of go to the dome, you want to make it a track meet. You want to get out in space. You want to make that fast-paced game. The Saints, though, defensive team, makes sense. They will kind of want to slow it down, play in the elements. And, uh, yeah, to me, that's why I'm not really surprised that they become a better road team with Dennis Allen and this defense. Space African Jesus says, doing a live stream of the game will be fire. The Monday podcast is always there. If there's no post-game podcast, uh, should, sacrifices, uh, should sacrifices need to be made? Yeah, again, look, if you guys are interested in that, we can definitely experiment with it for sure. Uh, I will talk about the Saints as long as I can until my voice is gone. Thankfully for today, it's pretty preserved. Didn't have to really use it as much. Crushing DA discussion said, almost 40 minutes on time of possession. Chef's kiss. Yeah, absolutely. 39 minutes and 34 seconds. That's how long they held the ball. You're going to win a lot of games when you do that. And it makes sense that they did. They, they were just dominant. All World Trucker says, what a coincidence that we shut out Derek last and made his mind up if he's coming to the Saints. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, they shut out the Raiders last year. Then you end up making Derek Carr come here. Derek wanted to play with his defense. And when the defense plays like they did today, you kind of understand why he did that. Hell Mendoza says, thoughts on the Miami-Georgia Tech game on how it ended. Dumbest ending I've seen in a game. I swear to God, if I was a Miami fan, I'd break everything. Uh, probably bash my head into a wall. Maybe slam a couple remotes. Yeah, I, I would be losing it. Again, I, for me, I don't care what Mario Cristobal's philosophy is. Like, I know he's not a, I don't need the ball. You got to run out the ball. Spare me the bullshit and the tough guy attitude. When you could go in victory formation and end the game, you do that. There's no ands, ifs, or buts. You can kneel, kneel the ball and win. You take a knee, you go home, you enjoy your W. You don't play around with your food and then see it get all over the floor. And that's exactly what happened with Miami. And I hate to say it because if anyone's a Miami fan, I feel bad, obviously, but Miami deserves to lose. When you mess around with a game like that, no timeouts left, clocks running, take a knee. What are you doing running the football in that spot? And honestly, kudos to the announcers in there for ESPN that were doing the game. And I know they did rip crystal ball, but they kept it together because I'd be like, man, what the fuck is this moron doing? And I, and I, for them to hold back and, and be able to bite their tongue, kudos to them. Cause that was the dumbest mistake I've seen by a coach and, and albeit a good coach. Like, and maybe not a good coach, maybe a good recruiter and a, and a mediocre coach. But Crystal Ball's had success at Oregon, has had some success at Miami now too, and way to blow your perfect season. Now, I didn't expect them to keep it perfect. I think the ACC is pretty damn good this year, especially with Florida State and, and, and UNC, but and obviously Duke and, and Louisville. But, man, what a way to lose it. Horrible. Carl Dunn says, as Jimmy Graham passed his time, it was nice to see him 
catch a touchdown, but he looks very off. Communication with him, Derek Carr's not there. Derek Carr wanted him to settle in the middle of the field. Jimmy wanted to go out, get an incomplete pass on third down. Don't love to see that. Uh, they do not look like they jive. And Jimmy's just not a tight end one. He's not a tight end two either. I think getting back Juwan's going to be huge for them because if you can stick with Juwan Johnson, Foster Moreau, I think that'll be your best combination for the tight ends. El Mendoza says, Cardinals up on the Bengals. I'd say I'm shocked, but not really. Honestly, guys, I would say I'm not shocked with the way this NFL is, but I'm also not shocked with the way that the, the Cardinals have played this year and then also the way that the Bengals have looked. The Bengals have looked like a bad team this year. And I'll say it from now, I know everyone loves Joe Burrow, and I, I love Joe Burrow too, but they lose today. They could kiss the season goodbye. Next four games, Seahawks, Niners, Bills, Texans. And then after that, it's Ravens, Steelers, Jaguars. It doesn't get easier. So they're one and four, and then you got that slate. They'll be gone. So if you guys have any more comments, get them in. Before we do that, though, one last word from one of our sponsors, Crystal Hot. I need to clear something up about New Orleans. While our culinary scene might be on fire, our food has never been about heat. It's always been about flavor. And this is how New Orleans does flavor. Are we clear? Crystal, how New Orleans does flavor. Once again, thank you to Crystal for being part of the program. If you guys have any more comments, of course, put them in. Wesley says, Chris, when did you become a Saints fan? Uh, back when they, they opened the Dome is my first kind of introduction to football. I, I tell everybody all the time, I was really a baseball kid growing up uh, from New York, big Yankee fan. Obviously, Derek Jeter was like my idol almost uh, in the sports world. And Jeter's still one of my favorite athletes of all time. Obviously, that eventually he got surpassed by uh, Breeze. And then also, uh, I know people don't necessarily appreciate it because some people like Michael Jordan, but I'm a big LeBron guy. So that's been another athlete that I've absolutely kind of loved growing up. But uh, yeah, I started off really from baseball and then that shift kind of happened where I watched the Saints and I just kind of gravitated towards Drew Brees and his story and how great he's been. And uh, then it got to the point where you're just continuing to watching every Sunday uh, and your love for a player starts to become a love for a team and then your love for a team all of a sudden starts to become a passion and a hobby. And that's kind of how it went through. So um, for me, again, I'm 26 years old. So I really didn't, when I got into football, I must've been, I want to say like, nine or tens when I started watching football, like the first couple of years of me being younger, like big on baseball. And now, now I barely watch baseball anymore. Obviously um, it doesn't help that the Yankees stink now, but yeah, it's been, it's been football 24 seven for me. Alex says, who do you like tonight with San Francisco and Dallas? I actually, uh, for me, I like San Francisco. I think a big key for them is keeping Brock Purdy upright. If they can keep Brock Purdy upright and minimize the pressure on him, I think he's going to be able to take advantage because I do think Dallas' secondary can be had without Trayvon Diggs. Uh, I know that Dallas is still a very good team. I know Dallas is a very talented team. But we saw when Arizona gave Josh Dobbs time, Josh Dobbs lit that secondary up. I think Brock Purdy can do that with Brandon Ayuk, with George Kittle, with uh, Debo. But I'll throw this out there. I actually do think today's a, a type of game where Kittle might have to block a little bit more. So maybe this is Ayuk and Debo playing. And then obviously CMC, man. CMC has a chance to kind of solidify not solidified, it should be solidified through four weeks as an MVP candidate. How about a game against Dallas' defense? He has a big game, let's say 100 yards and a touchdown or two. Hard to argue against it. He's been great. So I'm going to go San Francisco. I think it's going to be a good game, though. Dallas needs this win more than San Francisco because if Dallas loses to the Niners again, then it's like, holy shit, we can't beat this team. Which, again, even if they won this one, playoffs, I would still take the Niners if they met again. 
But for their psyche, they need to know that they can beat this team. Niners beat them again. They're probably going to be like, man, we, we literally can't do this. And it's possible. Some teams have other teams' numbers. All World, All World Trucker says, what's going on with Joe Burrow? I think it's pretty simple. He is not healthy. He's not healthy right now. I don't know if he'll be healthy against, again this season because they didn't sit him. When he got hurt, Jamar Chase said, I don't want him playing week one. I don't want him playing until he's 100% healthy. And they decided to get into the business of playing him hurt, letting him go through it, and you're just prolonging the inevitable, which is him either re-aggravating the injury further, suffering a worse injury than he already has, or wasting an entire year because you didn't want to let him rest. And now you're one and three, and you got to win today, or you're one and four staring down uh, just really a terrible slate coming up. Hey, Mendoza says, shout out to Mike Tomlin for dragging the most frustrating comedic Steelers team I've ever seen in first place in the NFC North. Coach of the year, goddammit. Yeah, I'm on the fence about Tomlin because I, I agree. Like Tomlin always gets the best out of his teams. But Tomlin and DA are similar in this regard. Obviously, Tomlin's such a better coach. I'm not comparing them as coaches. They're too loyal. Tomlin should have fired Matt Canada after last year, brought him back, should still be firing Matt Canada, and he's not doing it. So I would like to see him be a little bit more stern there. But coaching-wise, strategically, yeah, Tomlin is an absolute dog. The guy's amazing. And, and what he does with this team every year going over 500, phenomenal. Gabriel says, why do we still have Shahid returning punts when he could be our Tyreek slash uh, HN on offense? Feels like we're wasting his talent. I don't know. I mean, I still, I said this with Lance last week. Why are they not manufacturing certain touches for Rashid, certain plays? It's like, oh, this is the Rashid play. This is the play that we're dialing up for him. He's too talented. He's too shifty. He's too quick. Got to figure it out. I agree. 34 nothing. great. 27 points from the offense, great. Fine ways to get your playmakers the ball in space. Who that Nation 97 says, don't know who caught this, but that Tyron Matthew pick six was very similar to Malcolm's pick six two years ago against the Pats. It was actually. It really was. Um, and that, that kind of sealed the deal the first time when they played the Patriots. And this one obviously early kind of set the tone and sealed the deal. Troy says, you missed out on the worst years of the Saints. Be happy. We were the Aints with the bags over our heads, not mine's. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, it's funny. If I ever complain about the Saints, people are like, oh, you're so young. You don't know, you don't know pain. I'm like, all right, I guess. I still complain if I want to, but I, I guess. Space African Jesus says Burrow should have sat out the first two games at least. They went 0-2 anyway, so it didn't matter. He actually He's actually looking fine uh, to good so far this game, but the Bengals' defense is eating a bag of shit. How about the Cardinals, though? Cardinals have come out every game hot. Every game they've come out looking strong. So I want to give them the respect, and, and Jonathan Gannon, as their head coach, he's done a pretty damn good job. So uh, kudos to them and what they've been doing. Hale Mendoza says, who's your MVP of the season so far? Um... I'd probably go McCaffrey through four games. I think McCaffrey's looks so freaking good. Also, I think the Niners have lost one regular season game with McCaffrey, and it was the first game that they brought him in uh, against the Chiefs. And he didn't even know the full playbook. And ever since, they haven't lost a regular season game with him. So I'd probably go McCaffrey. The reason I say this is no quarterback has put up the elite stats yet. Like Mahomes has struggled. Uh, Herbert's been good, but his stats don't look jaw-dropping. Tua's looked good, but Tua had a pretty rough game today in terms of interceptions, had a pick six, then airmailed Jalen Waddle. So that's what I would go with. Josh Allen obviously takes a hit today with them losing. Although I didn't think he played terrible. It was just too little too late. So I'd go McCaffrey for now. Uh, defensively though, guys like TJ Watt will be in the mix. Guys like Micah Parsons will be in the mix. So if there's ever a year for a non-quarterback to win it, it would be this year because the quarterbacks have not impressed me that much for the first four games and now five through this week. Fred says, if you could pick one area to address via trade deadline, what would you pick? Um, well, that's a great question. I would say maybe a little bit more juice to this defensive line. 
because I think if you're going to be a defensive team, be about it. Be a, be a defensive team. Go add a little bit more firepower to this defensive line. That would be my thing. Because wide receiver, yeah, the idea of adding Hunter Renfro was fun and all, but the, the passing game's been... The passing options have stayed healthy. Thankfully, knock on wood, they continue to stay healthy. So, yeah, maybe defensive line. Add a little bit more juice there. Space African Jesus says, yeah, Cardinals are trying their hardest to fight the Caleb uh, sweepstakes allegations so far. They they are about another win or two away from knocking themselves out because the sweepstakes are going to be running hot. Gabriel says, imagine this team with a bright and aggressive offensive young coach and young dual-threat quarterback with upside. Would be pretty fun. Again, I'll take the win today. I'll be happy about the win. But yeah, that does sound fun, man. Like a Drake May in this offense. Well, with a better coordinator, excuse me. Not in this offense, but Drake May with these offensive weapons. That'd be fun. Who that Nation 97 says Marcus May comes back next week and then Jamal will be back against the Jags. Yep. Getting healthier, getting more depth, uh, which is good. Now that you see the rookies are playing a part, I feel like the Saints 53, a lot more talented than they might've looked maybe three, four weeks ago. All World Trucker says, is it possible we can be the Bengals of the NFC and sneak up on the Cowboys, Niners, and Eagles? I don't know. I Look, I think the Saints can beat the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are vulnerable. I think the Eagles and Niners are a class above, and I don't think the Saints are ready to hang with them yet. But, you know, obviously you play the games. But if I'm being objective right now, I, I think the Saints can beat a, a Cowboys team, excuse me. I think they could beat a Lions team. If I put them in the playoffs against the Niners or Eagles, I would pick the Niners or Eagles. That's just the way I look at it. Gabriel says car ceiling looks more and more limited, and I don't think Pete is the only reason. We'll see. Look, they got to play complimentary football, man. I, I can't make that any more clear. If Carr can give them 250, no turnovers, and a touchdown or two, they're going to win games. And again, that's not, that's not exciting, but they're going to win games. Fred says, so we missed out on Randy Gregory then. There'll be other options, for sure. I, I think there'll be teams that are selling. Lou says, I would love JD5 in this offense with the right OC. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I think for me, I'm just going to wait. I, I don't want to get into the draft talk yet, but Jaden's looked great with LSU. So that, that's what I'll leave it at that. Jaden's looked great, and I love the way he's playing. Helmet does says, plus Cardinals got the Texans picked this year too. Looking good in Arizona for the future. Arizona's looking good future pick-wise, and then you got the Bears, who have their own pick, and the Panthers, who are still winless. So those are two uh, two teams who are definitely in a good spot draft-wise. Fred says, I agree about pass rusher. Turner was playing good, though, before injury. He was. And if they think they're going to get him back, great. But I would still add a little bit more juice if you're going to make a trade. If you're going to make a trade, go get some more firepower. All-World Trucker says, do you see Carr staying with us for the rest of his career? Uh, my guess is No. That would be my guess, but who the hell knows? It's so early in this contract. It's five games in, but my guess would be no. I'd say he plays at least three years here, but I don't know, you know, past that. You know, I, I really don't know, but we'll see. But and anyway, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. We've been about an hour here. Appreciate you guys tuning in and leaving your comments, your questions, all that. As always, you guys are the best. You make the show flow very smoothly. We'll be back Monday morning. We'll have some fun stuff to talk about because the Saints did win. They won in convincing fashion. I'll look over the tape, see what I see on the second viewing and all that. But again, guys, enjoy your Sunday. It's going to be a victory Sunday night, a victory Monday for you guys, which is the best type of Monday to have. Saints 34 nothing dominant showing. We'll have more, and I'll head over to Twitter and share some more thoughts in just a minute. But thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you guys have a great Sunday, and we'll be back here with more content on the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for Who Nation.